This is the audio podcast with Samuel Freeman and Scott Hewitt. Yay! Hello, Hello it's the audio podcast. It's Thursday the 26th of May. We're a day late. We are, but it is show 13. Just news. Just news. Not only are we late, we haven't even got a main feature. It's it's very poor of us. We we do have a good excuse. Well, it's a combination of illness earlier in the week, which meant we couldn't record the day before Wednesday, and Wednesday we were gigging. So Wednesday we were gigging. We were also um, teching a film festival as well. Yeah. So that could have been the main. It's not going to be the main this week, but nope. maybe next week. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh. okay. Just news then. That's what we've got. Well, so. the contact details though. Oh yeah, we're we're, going to mix this whole show up just to throw you all off. It's going to be nice. And myself. Um, So we are The Audio Podcast. This is The Audio Podcast. Um, And you can find it online at theaudiopodcast.co.uk. The show notes which we're reading from today are at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. And that's really the best place to go. Yeah. The wiki. Yeah. That, that, That wiki address. That's the place to go. Go subscribe to the podcast. But you can do that from the wiki page as well. From the wiki pages as well. That's the best place to go. If they want to email us, Twitter us or something like that. Um, email show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk and the Twitter at theaudiopodcast. Cool. There we go. Yeah, so let get in contact with us. Let us know if there's somebody you think we should speak to. You want to come on the show and tell us about something you're involved in, then, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. Always enjoy that. Shall we get to the, show? Shall we get to the, the news then? Okay. Cool. So for internet usage, who's using who's using bandwidth and what for? Yeah, so um, I, I spotted this. Um, it was pitched as a Netflix too big to fail from Kringly.com. Um, and, and they were just saying that Netflix is now the number one user of bandwidth in America. So that, that's actually exceeding what they were classifying as HTTP, which is just kind of standard web traffic, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. They then kind of break it down again and say YouTube is next and bit you know, BitTorrent and then Flash and all these kind of bits and eventually get to iTunes and Facebook and then 25% is other. And I think that's quite interesting that only 25% of bandwidth is in this different category. Yeah, that's so three three quarters of bandwidth you can account for where what's using it. Yeah. Interesting. This is the America, this is America, of course, it, US. It's, it's America, internet, yeah. But, you know, it would probably be quite difficult to collate this kind of data. But what what was interesting, I thought, was two. There were two things that hit me. First of all, uh, and the article itself makes the point, is that BitTorrent's responsible for eight percent of of bandwidth usage in America now, which is nowhere near the problem that everybody said it was going to be. And they kind of point out the fact that BitTorrent is designed to scale as bandwidth is available. Yep. So it actually plays nice in the whole thing. So they one of the things they were saying was that you know for something like Netflix the Netflix infrastructure over a peer-to-peer system would actually be much better for bandwidth requirements, much lower and have much less demands on the carriers and ISPs than the current system that they've put in place because of the kind of campaign of distrust against peer-to-peer systems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the, the guy, because so the worry that people are going to stop paying for movies and things because they can just download them is kind of blown out of the water with this with these numbers. Yeah. Okay. So it's out there. Finally, I'm saying it mentions that iTunes is in there. Um, yeah. But one one thing I one thing that is interesting is obviously the fact that music just doesn't really get meant. It just isn't there as a bandwidth requirement. Now I guess obviously the so, films have sound on the side of them, but you know, such as the 
such as the the small size of an MP3 in comparison to a movie now that yep. it's just irrelevant. It's as a as a bandwidth issue now, which is what facilitates us doing this. Actually, if you think about it, yeah, we we record and then crush it into a tiny MP3 so people can download it and have a listen, nice and quick, nice and easy, nice and easy and quick. Yeah, that's... but you know that's kind of yeah. So I spotted that <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting read actually. Um, it, it's more from a video focus and just talking about kind of you know where Netflix is and you know where, where kind of bandwidth requirements are in a in an American centric way. This is, but nonetheless, it's you know, but it was kind of fun. Okay, with that, should we move on? Yes. Okay, let's move on. Do, 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 do. Um, Black Lion Audio. Yeah, uh, Black Lion Audio are the company who kind of retrofit your uh, sound cards for you so if you've got a particular sound card they offer a variety of modifications um so things like putting in nicer preamps and stuff like that yeah nicer preamps um in the past they used to actually retrofit the entire digital chain as well so you could get new clocks put in there new converters they don't tend to do that as much now and i wonder if that's because of you know a lot of the manufacturers are consolidating onto a single board now rather than multiple boards as they used to be also i think the quality of that stuff is just getting so much better that what was once a boutique option is now a fairly standard option in there. It's, mm. The quality is much better. Um, they are, however, the, the main thing I noticed here, though, is um, that they are offering mods for the um, Avid inboxes. So the inboxes the, the are mm. going to be moddable, which is a first. I don't, I don't believe they've modded any of the inboxes beforehand. No, nope. but so. they, they have been doing the, um, the digi-design stuff. Well, Avid as it is, the um, 96IO, for example, is... Yeah, uh, they've been doing Motu. They do Motu hardware as well, but yep. none of the Mark Three Motu hardware, but all the previous ones and twos, they've been doing bits on them. They've been retrofitting them as well. I've heard some great kind of great comments about people actually, but I've always just thought that I'm I'm I've never been in a situation where I've really felt that the converters have let me down. You know, in the, and that that has a lot to do with the kind of stuff I work with. I guess because the the high quality recording that I might do, where quality is really important, really important, because of my kind of like general performance practice, it tends to be in a digital form already. Yep. So I'm not converting backwards and forwards, and when I am kind of going from analog, you know, when I'm going in, then I'm usually working with. I, I tend to work with a kind of low, a low-fi kind of aesthetic there. Anyway, it's like you know, I'm I'm a big fan of live recording you know, live gig recording, or even if I'm recording in the studio setting, I like to do it in a live feel. That's how, that's how I like to work. So, I'm, you know, I've never been in a situation where I'm like, man, I wish my converters were better. <laughs> Maybe that's just because I have, like, you know what I mean? I've always worked with, you know what I mean? It's up my, you know, my first sound, my first proper sound card was an 828, and before that I hadn't really, I uh, had access to institutional equipment, so it was the Geo ones and mm-hmm. HD systems, so. Maybe I've just been spoiled. Maybe that's it. Well, you've been spoiled with choice, and, the, and then you don't care anyway. Yeah, yeah maybe mixture that's it. things because you don't even record at high sample rates if you can help it. Do you? No, not right? really. Well, we talked about this on the show, though, didn't we? Yeah, it's well, like we, we talk about these things. Who knows if it's on air or not? Um, no, no, it was it but, was on the show because okay. we got a remark about it. So okay, we said we know it entirely. Because yeah, you know, what I mean, have you ever recorded a hundred ninety hundred ninety k twenty four bit? No, I record at ninety six occasionally twenty four. Well, quite often, but it it is a killer when you transfer and stuff. And but yeah, I just don't. You know what I mean? It's, and then you so you get your ninety six k twenty four bit, and you know best case scenario you turn it into a CD. Yep. Yep. Most likely scenario you turn it into an MP three. <laughs> I 
I'm saying that it's it's great there. You got this huge file now, a whole load of extra storage requirements. Takes longer to transfer. I'm not going to argue the point today. That's fair enough. I, I don't mind. I understand. I'm saying like <laughs> I'm sure in like 50 years time, people will be like, man, I can't believe they like you know using a sample race. It's just ridiculous. And they should have been doing better quality, and they're just terrible yep. for doing it. But you know what I mean. Well, when I my first digital camera, I got. A long time ago, I I had that set on a really, on a really small setting. I was like, why why would I need a picture bigger than this? You know, it doesn't even fit on the screen. And now, oh, I'm gonna kick myself a bit because all those old photographs that could have been high res or not, and they're just not. Yeah. So Let, let's move on. Let's move okay. on. Let's move on. Um, uh, the Tal vocoder. Yep, VST world. Um, Tal got all sorts of great free plugins. They've got a whole range of different things. This is their vocoder, which I've not used. So, but it's, yeah, is it, it new or is it, is this a new update? It, it's version one. So okay, this, yeah. this is this this is a new one here. It's available as VST for Windows or OS X, and also as an audio unit for OS X uh, for thirty two bit and sixty four bit hosts. So it's kind of fully, yeah, yeah, fully, fully set up there. It, it looks pretty cool. I'm saying eleven band vocoder engine. Um, there's a built-in synth to do the carrier modulation in there as well. Um, you know, it, it looks pretty good. I'm saying they claim a low CPU usage. I had a quick play of it, and it didn't. You know, things mm. were fine, so it wasn't. I mean, I, I guess you only notice if it's if it's high. If it's high, you don't. You don't. It's like, oh yes, I can really tell my computer is not struggling to do this. <laughs> but that, that's pretty cool. That's available. Um, yeah, that's that's available and been released. So go check that out if you want to play for vocoder. It's always fun. Cool, vocoding is cool. Cool. Um, oh yeah, uh, another sample library. This one kind of came across my radar, and I was like, "Hey, that's pretty cool." Craftworker uh, sample library inspired by Craftwork. Excellent. There we go. I I did wonder about this. It's like, why you know, <laughs> do you do you have a lot of difficulty making your computer sound like a computer in that way? That you would need to reach for a sample library? Maybe if you're a big sample user and you don't have synths, maybe you don't know how to program a synth, you might want to sample some synth sounds. Um, I don't know. Fair enough. I don't know at all. Anyway, it's um, it's available on pre-order for the next couple of weeks from um, bestservice.de. Obviously, you can get the the link in the show notes on the, yep. the, the wiki there, wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. Let's go next. What's next? Um, Bob Moo, Bob Moo Foundation. Well, the foundation itself is always newsworthy because they're always adding new photographs and new stories and things. It's it's a great site. But um, Bob Moo himself, if he were alive, would be 77 today. Is that right? Is that it? Yeah. Well, not today. He would have been May the 21st. So he would okay. be 77 today. He would. Because his birthday would have occurred. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, I thought it was cool to mention his, his birthday was passing. Um, and the Mook Foundation is an awesome site. We love that site. There's just loads of great stuff on there. If you want to go and like, if you, if you want to like feel as if you're learning something, but probably kind of wasting time at the same time, this is a better That's use of your time on Facebook. The... <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cool. And and it is ace. Like, you know what I mean? They have loads of cool t-shirts as well, actually. Yeah, so that, that That is cool. All right. Should we move on? Yep. I'm, um, I'm going to try and keep this going. Last week's show was really long, so I think it was. Yeah, and, and people I'm are timing it this time, so I don't know how long we've been going. But let's keep it going. This is um, something. This is your specialty, Chuck Land. We're in and um, Chuck Chat. So the in- inventor, not the, just someone, someone who goes by the name Inventor, has posted a new, 
new API, a new is that is that what it is? Am I using the right terminology there? Yeah. So basically, Chuck's a um, a text programming language. Um, it, it's pretty cool if you if you're in a kind of live coding or if you if you're in a kind of programming sense or something like that. Then Chuck's a really great language. It, it's a really great language. It has some it has some peculiarities, but it's kind of fun to work with and it's kind of very different. It shares a lot of syntax, but it's very different in its feel. I can recommend it. I'd yep. recommend it highly. It's a lot of fun. But this um, this idea here is the the inventors released a, a, a kind of piece of software and an implementation where you can communicate across a kind of chat like interface between different people's machines controlling each other's sounds. So it's kind of it's it's the kind of remote pre, you know remote performance telepresence sort of stuff. But rather than shifting the audio, you're just shifting the control data between the places. And um, we've obviously talked about these bits. If you think about Twitter Sound, yep, when we we talked about that as well. Um, a couple I don't know how many weeks ago that was. That was quite a few weeks now, I think. But when we looked at that, when we talked about that there, that was a very similar thing as well. So. But this is a real-time situation, so you can actually control what the other person's hearing. Awesome. So it's pretty so cool. It's uh, open source, all available online. So I think go the, check it out. Yeah. The great thing about Chuck as a language is that it, it is a pure text-based language, but it combines the data flow concept in the way that you string things together. So you... Yeah. Yeah. If that make you'd have to you have to look using the Chuck it, operator, it, is cool. it doesn't really work without the visual aspects of this description. Yeah. But that, that's true. I I think if I was to kind of quickly do an ad, quickly advertise Chuck, which, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Um, the cool features about it: first of all, it has one massively overloaded operator, so you don't really you have something. It does something, and you just basically use the one operator to link the two things together. And, and that, that's it. That's called the Chuck operator. So you have. Yeah, you have something, you chuck it at something else. And, and the two things work out what their what the sensible relationship between them is. Oh, well, actually, not even that, what the working relationship between them actually is. So it's not like that. And the final aspect of it, which is really great from a musical point of view, from a sound point of view, musical point of view, and it, it's a language built for that kind of thing, is that it un- inherently understands the idea of time. So you can say to it, do this for a certain duration, do this for a certain duration, do this for a certain duration. Which is kind of cool because if you think about something like in a Max environment, you would you would generally more be working along the lines of you have something which indicates the passage of time, mm. and when a certain, and then you write something which would detect that a certain passage of time has occurred, and then you would cause something, and oh, then something else happens. Yeah. That would be one method of working. I know there is the transport global transport built in there now, isn't there? But or if you were in, um, JavaScript or something working in the audio API, then you might have loops going to keep track of time or you might do something in for loops or while loops or yeah yep. whereas in chuck you just say after a thousand milliseconds or one millisecond or after a tenth of a sample do this and it just automatically goes to do it so you know yeah that makes it a nightmare for doing other things but it makes it fun for doing things in time <laughs> so that's kind of cool should we move on yeah all right then what are we up to next um Exact, exact. What's this? The X Audio Compression, compression Toolkit. Tool yeah, that's that's pretty cool. There, can't tell we were just pulling that straight off. Oh yeah, I've, I'm that I'm prepared this week. That, that was smooth. There. Uh, th- this is actually um, OSX only, but it's basically a, a kind of a graphical front end for a whole load of very common kind of uh, libraries for converting music files, converting sound files. So if you've got a sound file in the wrong format and you're on a Mac, this is a great option to go for. Um, and and it really does lots of options. I always think it kind of makes me smile. But obviously, if you've got a WAV and you want to turn it into an MP3, 
you know, the easiest way to do that on a Mac is to import it into iTunes. Definitely, yep. Yeah. So style, and this is the kind of like, so you don't want to import it in iTunes and you want to go to Flack, then, you know, this is a piece of software that will do the job for you. So it's kind of cool. I'm downloading that right now. Um, <laughs> what is it? Is it is it free? Open source? What is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's um, it up there. It's free. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the license is on it. I haven't, you know what I mean? I spotted it. I was like, that's a cool thing. We should mention it. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? So it's done. Shall we move on to what I think is the most bizarre? Well, it's not bizarre. It's just so I, I they had their kind of version four release here. This is a piece of software called Miro, M I R O. You can get it at getmiro.com. and basically it is the open source competitor to iTunes for OS X. Okay. Now I'm not okay. So I'm 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 just going to go kind of through the through the things here. So it does loads of cool things. You can put it on an iPad. Um, run it on a Mac, run, run it on your Mac, obviously, and it converts and syncs to an Android phone. So now that's significant. Well, that We're... is significant, yes. So you can go to an Android. It also does iOS devices. My memory's not even curly. But this is and it's all open source, and it has built-in torrent manage- management inside it. Okay, and so you can bring in your CDs and stuff that you already own. But what if you want to buy music? Does it have to store in there? Does it have its own version of that? Yeah. But it's Amazon. You're looking at like okay, Amazon so stores, it puts you into not Amazon. an iTunes yep. store. So that's nice. Oh, so yeah. it it is kind of cool. I I guess the the only thought I really had about this is you know for for all of the negativity of the kind of way that Apple kind of conduct themselves and the whole kind of you're locked into this kind of ecosystem and all this sort of stuff. iTunes is pretty like you know I, I look at this and I think the reason I would use this. I do have an Android phone, but I don't tend to listen listen to it for music mainly mm-hmm. because of the battery life just just <laughs> wouldn't work out for that but that's you know this isn't android complaints today so let's move on to you know <laughs> we're trying to put this as a positive story because the android thing is don't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so but you know what i mean but it just strikes me that the only reason the reason i'd use this is from a political point of view of i don't want to be tied in with apple rather than because itunes is bad if that makes sense but because it... itunes is a solid piece of software i'm saying i can't but myro only runs on osx though so you couldn't be a Linux user and run this, is that right? Or am I just on the... Is there a different page with this? You know, it's... I think there are versions of Rome currently. Let me just check here. Yeah, there is, yeah. So you oh, can okay. get it for Windows. Oh, you it's can just get it for Ubani. Yep. They, they have a source available, so you can compile it for anything you want to, basically. Yes, they do indeed. Work in there. So it's kind of cool. There is also a publishing system as well, so you can kind of publish material onto it. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Um, we should really... We should maybe get, a, get our podcasts put up into there, because we haven't done that yet, so... You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a couple of cool features to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. There we go. Ed. That's oh, much more. Right? I, I feel. I feel I've ran out of territory to go. That's okay with the last two stories. The all all of the reasons that you would that I use iTunes for ease of converting and because it's there and it handles media files. Um, Apparently, I can do all that without using it. So, yeah. <laughs> so you uh, using Godwise. Tell you what, I'm going to install it, have a look at it, and I'll come back next week with a little bit more of a little bit more of a thought on it. There we go. That's uh, you know. Yep. We do that. Cool. All right then. Uh, let's see what else we got left to go. Oh, again, I saw it. Oh, of course. I'm saying, how could we possibly do an episode of the audio podcast without <laughs> mentioning Spotify? It would just be wrong. Clearly wrong. So. 
um, the story here is obviously <laughs> the fact that um, well, the, the story you may have picked it up. It's been going around the interwebs. Is that um, rumor has it there is a collaboration between Facebook and Spotify, which is going to see an integration between the an integration between the two. It's not it's not a kind of ownership deal here. It's it is more of a you advertise on our. It, it's more of a you know kind of there, there'll be a link to Spotify on the you know on your Facebook homepage. Yep. And you can kind of click there and hear some music, and people can kind of send each other tracks they might want to check out on Spotify between the two bits. And from from my from what I could pick up from the deal, and and my opinion, I think the main thing that's coming out of this is Facebook get the opportunity to grab a whole lot more content and pull it in. So there's no need to use Spotify anymore. You don't need the Spotify client anymore. You'll just work this out of Facebook. So you just do it for your browser logins yeah. to Facebook. Yeah. And Spotify get the opportunity to pitch a ten pound pitch get a subscription for our service to a whole lot more people because so they're now advertising inside Facebook network, which is a good deal. For, you know what I mean? I'm saying there's a lot of people in Facebook, so yeah. it's, it kind of fits. Well, Spotify already has the ability to log in via your Facebook and find out what your friends are listening to as they put it. Um, yeah, this certainly brings it from the other way around. I'm trying to, I'm trying to read this while commenting on it, actually this story, but <laughs> <laughs> oh fail um, fail 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 I just fail, kicked the microphone stand for fail. extra fun then as well okay it's a yeah I I avoid it, Facebook it's about deepening that integration I think it's about deepening that integration um, it's a matter of moving I'm saying the, the the impression I got from kind of a couple of conversations and looking around and such was suggesting that there would be there will be a button kind of down in beside where like the photos and stuff is on the right hand on the left hand side mm-hmm. underneath your profile picture down in down in that section there, there'll be a button you can press it. You can go and you know there's a track hit go. The track plays in the background. Maybe I guess there might be some sort of controller down beside the chat window or something like that. Do you remember because uh, Facebook went after tried to build something with Last FM, mm. and you know what I mean. That never came to that you know never came to fruition for them at the time, and still well, still hasn't. But perhaps this is a, another revisit on there. I, I think it's cool. I, I think we're going to see it. Um, obviously, it's only going to happen in areas where Spotify is allowed to operate. So this isn't going to be, you know, that's not America. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to have an interesting side effect because, you know, what do you put a link on your page where it says, you know, it's going to be this thing saying, oh, currently it's on this. Why not check this out? Oh, I'm sorry. You're in the wrong country. It's... So I guess they'll filter that out. So that situation won't occur, but they'll have to, they'll have to filter that kind of situation won't they? I think it'd be cool. I'm going to go out on a whim and say it'll happen. Um, I think it'd be called like, uh, well, yeah, Facebook Music, Spotify, Spotify and Facebook. They're all kind of possible ideas. I don't think it'd be that. I think there'd be, I think it'd just be Spotify, actually. You know what I mean? I think Facebook are just interested in keeping people inside there. That's that's all it is. And Spotify need the advertising, want the advertising. So that'd be what there is to it, I think. That'd be cool anyway, you know. But we need a Spotify story, so they had a Spotify story. Well, they just, cool. they just keep doing things every week. What can you say? Yeah. Cool. So, have we... Oh, there's one one extra story made it in at the very last moment, didn't it? Oh, the, the Logic 9.1.4. Oh, okay. The, uh, there's a new Logic Pro update, 9.1.4, which gives you the ability to import your GarageBand iPad tunes into Logic. So up until this point, you can make GarageBand tunes on an iPad, turn them into audio, and then take them some other places. Now you can actually take them into Logic Pro. Which a... makes perfect sense because you could take them into GarageBand, which is basically 
the same engine with a prettier face and yeah. stuff held back. So good for them. <laughs> good for them, says Sam. Good for them. Oh, I just don't like Logic. That's just a personal preference thing. I, it's because I started on Atari with Cubase and then followed that through. They all do the same stuff in different ways. And Logic does it the wrong way for you. Well, it's pretty illogical. Always has been. I, I can't argue with that more. I used it for a few years when um, the last version, which was available on a PC, because at the time, Logic... Oh, in the days of uh, eMagics? E- Am I right there? Yep, just, yep, definitely. At the time, though, it was better than Cubase VST. But yeah, that's... And with Cubase SX, they were all back on par as far as I was concerned. You see, it, it at the time... depends on which, which side of the divide you were, though, doesn't it? Because Cubase SX on a Mac... Oh, I was still was on PC. Pretty at the horrific. Time. That was a horrific piece of software. That's and perhaps if I was on a Mac, I may have continued with the Logic thing because, being a PC user at the time, I it was no longer an option for me because it went over to Apple, and then that was that. Mm-hmm. And they get, when Apple took it, they completely redid the pricing on the whole thing, didn't they? Because it yep. became like what, hundred pounds for a lot of it, and there was a little bit more for the rest of it. Whereas under eMagic's, it had been, you know, buy this bit, buy this bit, buy this bit, buy this bit, and you were up to. Mm. Anyway, so that's now, so. Oh, you know, there we go. We should move on to the plunder because we're trying to have a short short show here. Right? Oh yeah, okay. Really, it has to be <clears> a short <throat> show because we don't have a main main item. So, well, we just got one item of plunder then because one of them because there was two listed, but one of them goes to a, this page is no longer available. Oh yeah, so. oh, that's a real shame. I'll take it off the show notes. You can talk about the okay. item that we are using. So what we are talking about is sound affects visualizing data. So, um, I. Oh, I, was just, I just thought we could play it. I mean, the best way to describe this is to listen to it, but you've got... Oh, go look at it. It's How do you describe something which is good to listen to? You've you got to go check this out. So it's uh, soundeffectsnyc.com. Yeah. And it, it's a project, and it has an interesting kind of thing. It's, it's Parsons, the new school for design, and their opening kind of blurb is, what would we learn if we changed the way we looked at our cities? What if instead of just looking at them, we could listen to them? And then they're basically sonoritizing... Scenar- data it's like traffic flow data and footfall data and stuff like this aren't they it's, would you agree it would but if if you occasionally like to listen to plinky plonky g- generative music then um then, then that's you've just got another one of them that here it's basically just you know the difference between a random number generator feeding mini notes into some sort of synth compared to um data from traffic is pretty slim Okay, but it's I'm I enjoyed it. I had a little look around. It's a nice little interface. You can go to different times of day and listen to how that how it sounds different. But are you really? I don't know. Maybe if I spent more time on it, I might and I like try to go into it a bit more. I like it, but not for what they think it's not for what they're trying to push it as. You see, what I was thinking would be awesome. Like you know, I was thinking it's like this can like build you a movie soundtrack of your life. This kind of technology, because <laughs> you know it's like um, I don't know. Say like you know with our web hosting, so I keep our idea on the web hosting. You know what I mean? And it'd be kind of cool if, like, in the, I had a little kind of little bit of music in the background, and as the web hosting gets under a little bit more pressure, say, when the show comes out, mm-hmm. then, you know, it gets a little bit more kind of tense. And kind of, it's like, will it fail? Well, you know what I mean? And it kind of communicates. It's like, we're comfortable. Now we're getting close to fail, close to fail. You know, this kind of, you know, th- this kind of thing. And for me, I, th- I think there's an argument to the idea of sonoritizing because there's so much information that you need to keep track of all the time. And if it's on your screen there's maybe something else over the top of it on the screen. Whereas if it was stuff you're hearing, then you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, you can understand that certain, you know, you can pick up those cues sort of stuff. No. Perhaps. 
that just reminds me of um, the the Arduino bubble machines. Have you seen those? No, where people, no. So I think they're probably linked to hashtags or something. And and so every time somebody tweets the hashtag, the um the little Arduino picks it up for its Ethernet connection thing, and the bubble machine kicks off and bubble floats off. Oh, fantastic! I think Bubble Duino or something like that is one. I think there's more than one around. The quick search took me to Instructables and how to build one, but. Will you put that on the show notes? I shall. Awesome. It's going to be on the show notes. It's I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll continue looking for the one I'm looking for, which has well, a cover right at the top. But you know what, though, we've made it to like the end of our show. There you go. We we we've made it there. Um, yeah. That's you know, pretty emotional moment for us. Has it been a good show for you? Um, considering how I came and sat down, set up a microphone, and then looked at the show notes when we hit record, in that kind of time frame, it went all right. You know, I think. I, so you, so I you're never blaming really know your illness. You're blaming your illness for this. Oh, moment, well, I'm, I'm well. I'm well right now. I've, I've, I've recorded whilst feeling a lot less ill, but the day late is because I was ill. Okay, I think it's I been a good show. I'm, I never know what I'm talking about anyway, so it's all fine. <laughs> In fairness, your illness was due to a gigging. A, it a was. Gig, a gigging We'd, injury. We were gigging late nights, alcohol. I don't think I think illness it was, from other people. I think it was more just. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't suggesting it was an alcohol illness. I'd like to change that. This is uh, anyway. Move on. So don't forget, um, <laughs> if you want to like, uh, if you want to complain about our pointless rambling, well, if you want to complain about our pointless rambling at the end of the show, if you're even listening anymore, if, so you, if you're still listening, then don't that, forget that, to hit subscribe. Marks, <laughs> but make sure you hit subscribe. There's no, there's no kind of worthwhile content following now. Um, we're just kind of enjoying podcasting to the world i guess <laughs> okay i uh, so don't forget you know whack, so, you know yeah wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk send us a twitter send us an email you know do something if you want if you want to come on the show you got some news you want to share with us hey why not send hey you'll be better name. than me come on come along no surely not so this, this style's nice i like this <laughs> i do so much formal podcasting in a week this is nice to have this kind of like back feel to this one good well i am samuel freeman and you can find me on twitter at samuel freeman if you want to tell me how rubbish i am or not or just just don't man we just can we just end this podcast now please <laughs> i'm um, i'm scott here i feel obliged to tell you that i'm also on twitter at scott here at uk and at this point here i'm gonna say goodbye <laughs> goodbye